Tehillim Perek Yutet. Mizmor Yutet is a Mizmor which with many of us are familiar from our Shabbat morning prayers. The Mizmor is divided into two distinct sections. The first, Pesukim Bet Tezayin, deal with the wonders of the heavens, specifically the sun. And the second, Pesukim Chet Tzedhetvav, praise the Torah. There's obviously a question as to the connection between these two halves of the Mizmor. And we can really understand the meaning and the significance of the Mizmor by the way we interpret the connection between these two parts. So as we mentioned, the first part deals with the sun, and basically that is representative of nature. And nature and the Torah are two parallel paths by which man can learn about God. They are two sides of the same coin. The same perfection that we see in the heavens can be seen in the Torah. In the world, when man looks to the heavens, he can be awed by seeing them and their perfection. After this awness and the realization that man can have of God through his viewing of the sun, similar to what we saw with Abraham, the way for one to form a relationship with God then comes from the Torah. So for some people, the first awareness of God comes from an appreciation of his world, and that can then lead to a love of Torah. The praise of the wonders of creation can lead to Yirat Shamayim, making man feel humble and subservient, willing to accept Ol Nachut Shamayim. Another way to view the connection between the two halves is that the wisdom that guides the perfection of the laws of the cosmos is the same wisdom that created the Torah, which creates the laws of good in the land. So the good in the heaven comes from God, and the good on this earth comes through following God's Torah. And this connection also ties in with the view of Nahum Sarna, who sees this mizmor as a polemic against Avodah Zarah, specifically the sun god. The sun god in the ancient Near East was often associated with justice and truth, but this mizmor shows us that these attributes belong to Hashem not to the sun god. In viewing, if we view this mizmor as an anti-pagan polemic, we can see that the sun was the most worshipped celestial body. Since it is life and energy giving, it was viewed as a god in many of the pagan cultures. In our mizmor, however, we emphasize that the celestial being bodies are just that. They are not gods, they are simply illuminaries. And not only are they not gods, we turn this concept around and we say they are a testament to our God, to the monotheistic God's great. And now we start with Pasuk Aleph. Here we have nothing new. This is an opening we've seen before to the lead player on the instruments, a psalm to David. Pasuk Bet. The heavens tell God's glory. And his handiwork, the sky declares. Albert Einstein said, the most incomprehensible thing about the world is that it is comprehensible. The awesomeness of the heavens serve as a testament to God's greatness. In contrast to the pagan religions who saw the grandeur of the sun and declared, oh, the sun must be a god, we look at the sun and the heavenly bodies and see the greatness of their creator. Those who do not know God through the Torah and mitzvot can still know and appreciate God by studying his world and creations. Pasuk Gimam, Yom leyom yabia omer, 
ולילה ללילה יחווה דעת. Each day they speak utterances, and each night they express knowledge. Here we have a personification where it seems that the days and the nights are singing God's praise. While each day is ephemeral, it ends and it is no more, the days and nights are constantly renewed. This renewal, the Mechadesh Bechol Yom Tamid Ma'aseh Bereshit, is a testament to God's greatness. Also, the cycling of the days is dependent on the circuit of the sun, so the day and night images continues the emphasis on the greatness of the celestial bodies. Pasuk Dalet, En Omer Ve'en Devarim, Beli Nishma Kolam. There is no utterance and there are no words. Their voice is never heard. The heavens speak, but it is a wordless language. Their message is so clear and powerful that even without words, it is heard throughout the land. Pasukei bechol ha'aretz yasakavam uvekse tevel milehem. Through all the earth, their voice or their sounds go out, and to the ends of the land, their words. The word kavam can really be interpreted in multiple ways. It can be viewed as the string of an instrument. So then we would say that throughout the land, the song of the heavens can be heard. Perhaps it's their boundaries, so the boundary of the heavens is throughout the whole world. But since our mizmor is filled with symmetrical and parallel pesukim, the word kavam parallels milehim, so we translated kavam as their words. Continuing with the pasuk, la shemesh sam ohel bahem, he put a tent for the sun in the sky. This is a poetic description wherein the sun seems to be kept in a tent in the sky, saying that God placed the sun, God established the circuit of the sun. And now we'll hear more about the sun, Pasuk Vav, Vehu kechatan and the sun is like a groom leaving from his marriage room, meaning he's exuberant, he's illuminating, full of potential for new life, right? As the chatan leaves his room, he has a beautifully illuminated face looking forward to the next stage in his life. Yasis kigibor larut orach, he is happy, or perhaps zariz, like a warrior running his course. The image of the warrior running his course is symbolic of the course or circuit of the sun in the heaven. Pasuk zayin, motao, utkufato al From the ends of the heavens, his going out, and its tikufa, its revolutions, are till the end. So he stretches from one end of the earth to the other. Ve'en nistar mechamato. And there is no place on earth where the heat or its rays does not reach. This brings us to the end of the first section, the description of the sun and the heavens. And we now move on to the praise of the Torah. The next three pesukim have an extremely organized structure. It's worthwhile to look into the Da'amikra and you'll see how each section of each pasuk lines up with each other and kind of sits on top of each other. So each pasuk has two parallel sections, giving us a total of six parallel statements. Each one opens with the synonym for the Torah mitzvot. Next comes a one-word description of that first word that described the Torah. 
And then we'll have a two-word praise of the Torah relating to the Torah's impact of man. So just for example, we open with Torah Adonai Temima, Mishivat Nafesh. So Torah would be the description of God's Torah, then Temima, the one adjective describing the noun, and then Mishivat Nefesh is, that, is the praise that tells us how the Torah impacts man. So in total, in the next three Pesukim, we'll have 12 descriptions of the greatness of Torah. Pasuk Chet. Torah Adonai Timima, Mishivat Nafesh. Hashem's Torah is perfect, reviving the spirit. Hashem's Torah is perfect, and also it leads man on the proper path. Edut Adonai Ne'emana, Machkimat Peti. Edut, which literally is the witnesses, so this can be the Torah and the mitzvot, the things that symbolize the berit between Hashem and Bnei Israel, they are faithful. So they are faithful, the berit of Hashem is faithful, and they give wisdom to the peti, that is someone who has not yet learned. Pasuk tet, pikudei Adonai yesharim misamechelev. Hashem mitzvot are upright, rejoicing the heart. Mitzvat Adonai bara mi'irat enayim. The mitzvot of Hashem are pure. The word bara also has a connotation of brightness. They illuminate the eyes. The end of this pasuk gives us a link between the two halves of the mizmor. The sun and the Torah give light to the eyes. Hashem created two different illuminators, the sun and the Torah, both of which are life-giving forces. Pasuk Yod, Yirat Adonai Tehora Omedet La'ad, the actions of one who fears God are pure, and they bring purity to man, outlasting time. The fear of God is based on truth, and as such, it, it is everlasting. In contrast to this, the belief in Avodah Zarah, such as the sun, is based on falsehoods and therefore will not be eternal. Hashem's rules are true, all of them just. So we've now seen a comprehensive list describing Hashem's Torah with multiple words and an emphatic emphasis that they represent truth and will lead, math, will lead man on the proper path. They are more desirable than gold, than paz, which is um, an abundant, fine gold. Sweeter than honey, than the drippings of the honeycomb. In the Tanakh, whenever we see Korbanot, we see that honey represents the ultimate sweetness. The Torah, though, is even sweeter than that. Until this pasuk and the previous pre three pasukim, we saw the Torah as a restorative force. Here, another layer is added. The Torah is something as, it's viewed as an object of desire. Now, until now, we have not heard anything about this, the individual speaker. And in the next few pasukim, he will slowly introduce his request and his voice. After extolling the virtues of the Torah, he confesses that even with the best intentions, Man is imperfect, and as an imperfect being, man cannot live without transgressions. As, as such, in the next few pesukim, he will ask for forgiveness from any unwitting transgression that he has committed. Pasuk Yudbet, Gam avdecha nizhar bahem, your servant too is also careful to keep your ways, 
And that word servant lets us know that this is someone who is subservient to Hashem. Bishomram ekevrav. In keeping them, there is great reward. But, Pasuk Gimel, Shigiot miyavin. Who can be aware of errors or of unwitting sins? Ministarot nakeni. Purify me from hidden sins, meaning from sins that I may have committed unintentionally or of which I am unaware. Pasuk Yudalid, Gam mizidim Also from the willful sins, save your servant. Alim shelubi, do not let them rule over me. So Rashi and Radak translate the word zedim here as the opposite of shkiot that we saw in the previous pasuk. Amos Chacham and some other modern translators see this see zedim as the rishaim. So the request would be to save the speaker from the rishaim, but we're reading it as the contrast to the. Uh, to the unintentional sins, so also save me from any sins which I may commit intentionally. And if you do this, then as etam viniketi mi pesharav, then etam ehiyetam, I will be pure, blameless, and cleared from great sin. And we close with a very strong formal closing. Pasuk tedvav, you leratzon imrefi vehegion libi vefanecha adonai tzuri v'goali. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. May the words of my mouth and the stirrings of my heart be acceptable to you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. This form of closing of the Mizmor, as we know, has also been accepted as the conclusion to, the, to our Amidah. And one final point about our Mizmor. Our Mizmor is very well known. It's part of our Shabbat morning tefillot. And it is a very appropriate mizmor for Shabbat morning. Shabbat commemorates two important things. On the one hand, Shabbat is a universal day as it commemorates the completion of creation. On the other hand, Shabbat has a particular tone, making it particular to the Jewish people as the commemoration of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which leads to our forming of a specific berit with Hashem. This mizmor, Yutet, reflects these two themes the universal theme of nature and the particular theme of the Torah, and synthesizes the significance of creation and the Torah as an edut to God's awesomeness. It is therefore extremely appropriate that this mizmor be recited on Shabbat, the day which itself is an edut.